Zach and Jamir. My name is Jamir Wilson, and I'm co-hosted by Zach Wright. And today, the name of the game is All-Stars Only, where we will discuss All-Stars, the starters, the reserves, and snubs alike. We also will do our own All-Star Draft. Let's get it. <laughs> and uh, speaking of drafting and creating and doing other things, uh, let's do some catching up. Because uh, I've been I've been taking a lot of pictures and stuff lately, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, and how about you, Zach? What's going on with uh, life? Hmm. Going on with life? I mean, I did mention I had an interview for grads on the last episode. I did the interview and I did get accepted. So that's cool. You know, that's a nice little little win under my belt. Uh, you know, still gonna be applying to other schools and stuff just to give myself some more options. You know, it's nice to, to get that little congratulations, you've been accepted to so-and-so. So yeah, other than that, just been working, trying to, you know, pay the bills, things like that. I hear you, congratulations on that. That is awesome. Appreciate it, my guy. Um, and speaking of getting accepted and things of that nature, we are going to start off with some big, like, of our biggest snubs for starters. Uh, so, Zach, could you talk to me a little bit about how you felt with uh, the starters that were named recently? Um, when it comes to, like, starters and reserves for the All-Star game, I really don't think it matters all that much in my in my eyes because you don't remember who started three years ago or not. Like, you know, they're all all-stars. But one thing I found interesting was, like, the case for Dame out west because, you know, Luca has the whole continent of Europe on his side in terms of the fan vote. And then he is playing great. So he's going to get he's going to get recognition from coaches and fans and, and players because Luca is great. However, Dame Duffy did – is. Up to this point, he's put up a strong case that he should have been the starter, averaging 29.6 points, 8.1 assists per game, and 4.3 boards. His team is fit, was fit, is fit in the West as of now, I believe. Those things change every you know every day, so it's hard to say at this point. But um, Lucas' team at the time of voting for All-Star starters, Lucas' team was a losing team. The record was negative at the time, whereas at that at the time, Dame's team was positive. The Blazers, so. I don't know. I feel like Dame definitely should have at least got it off the fact that his team, he, with the things he was doing, is leading to wins. And the Blazers definitely, especially with CJ McCollum going down, without Dame, they're garbage. Like they're a plus eight four on their on off record with, with um, Dame or on off numbers, excuse me, is like plus eight point four points with Damian Lillard on the court on the court. So, you know, the team essentially falls apart without um, Dame. So I just feel like that should have been factored in. I don't. I'm not gonna say I feel like Dame should have started. He definitely has a case because, like I said, just like the way it's all just broken down, like it was a given that Luca was gonna start, and then you know Steph. He even if he, even if he was having an off year, he probably still would have started anyway, just because Steph's way too popular. The man literally changed the way everyone plays basketball. Like he's gonna be an All Star starter regardless. So that's not even worth debating because you know Steph. Steph had it from the get. The second we found out he's going to be healthy this season, we knew he had it. But, yeah, I don't know if, if Luka or Dane should start over one another because they're definitely – I feel like their cases are both very, very similar. But I do think Dame definitely had a shot. 
And how about you, Jameer? Who do you think was snubbed from the starting lineup on either the East or West? I think Damian Lillard has a very compelling case considering uh, how hard he's played this year through the injuries that the uh, the Trailblazers have had. Although, with that being said, I think Luka Doncic also played through a lot of injuries, especially considering um, KP was out for a good chunk of the year, mm-hmm. and they still remained relevant, even though they weren't winning considerably. Um, they still remained in the hunt, and now they're an AFC. So I don't, you know, with KP back, well, I think we'll really start to get a chance to see what Luca is capable of. His numbers are rising. He's shooting more in the range of 35% from three, if I'm not mistaken, which is pretty close to good at this point. You know, with that being said, my snub isn't Damian Lillard. I think it was absolutely flagrant and egregious that James Harden is not an all-star starter. I think the the fans, the coaches, whoever it was, they got it very wrong. And you talk about um, James Harden and the season he's had. It's been an interesting year for him because he basically, as we all know now, forced his way out of Houston because he knew he wasn't going to be able to do anything there, which – is the smart move for him and which was the right move ultimately now uh, as he's on a championship contender that is looking like they're starting to really put it together on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. They've beaten some really good teams and he's played games without KD as well as Kyrie. And he also is the team leader in rebounds, league leader in assists, and he's third on the team with scoring with 25 points per game. So he's doing an excellent job of being consistent as well as holding down the fourth when other players are injured. Uh, just, I think Kyrie Irving, like, yes, I think Kyrie Irving should be an all-star. I think it's very clear that he should be an all-star averaging 27 points per game and quietly having an excellent season. But over James Harden, I think not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's close. I think that James Harden and Bradley Beal were the two clear All Star starters for the East in the in the backcourt, and then uh, like for the rest of the positions, I think that the East and West were uh, correctly picked. There are some argument about the fan vote and the fan vote percentage for me, like. Uh, I actually want to throw another question out there just for the sake of this argument. Uh, what, do you think that the percentages should change for the fan vote? Because it does get a little ridiculous. Like uh, a few years ago, if you can recall, uh, Zaza Pachulia was <laughs> in the running for the longest time. And we all know that Zaza Pachulia is not one of the best players in basketball. And you then. <laughs> he wasn't hooping though. He was hooping, but, <laughs> but come on, bro. Like this year, you got guys like Alex Caruso in the running to be an All Star, and it's like, yo, Alex Caruso, are you serious? Why is he even in it? I, like, I would, I would call for the league to shorten 
the uh, the percentage for the fan vote at the very least, because I feel like players should have more of an input on the picture of the all-star game, especially considering the fact that you have to go up against these guys on a night to night basis. So what, what do you think about that? What do you think when um, I say that? My stance on it, honestly, I feel like the fan vote is just fine because in the, the day, the all-star game is not for the players. It's for the fans. And that's the fans are the ones making the money, you know, giving them the money, getting the revenue and all that. So, yeah, I feel like the players should have input because they're the ones who are involved. And that's, you know, it'd be nice to, you know, to have, be honored amongst your peers. At the same time, I feel like the fan vote helps make the All-Star game more interactive for the fans who are the ones who are actually sitting there watching it. So I don't think they should lessen the percentage. Your argument with like Alex, about Alex Caruso and whatnot, although that is like stupid that their names even appear, you know, on like a, the top 10 players, I just feel like the league should be a little more you know, picky as to who's on the ballot because they don't release the ballot until like you can't even start voting until at least this year until like January. So they have time to decide, all right, who has actually has a shot at making the all-star game. And like, you know, they definitely could do that. Like Clay Thompson's name was on the, the voting thing. And the man was like ruled out in October that he wasn't going to play for the rest of the year or whenever he got hurt again. So I feel like that's not even like on fans at that. I mean, it's on fans at that point to vote because they're like voting uneducatedly in an uneducated fashion. I lot of said uneducatedly talking about like education. I think that's hilarious, but they vote in an uneducated fashion. And like, <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the fan vote being 50% because at the end of the day, like, like again, talking about Dame and Luca, like it's, it doesn't matter. It's apples and oranges at that point that like they're so close. The Kyrie and, and Harding thing, I don't know if the fan vote was like could have been that much of a difference because Harden was definitely one of the highest voted guards. So at that point, that also includes the players and who else in the media. Players and media voted against Harden in some way too at that point. So especially the way Harden forces his way out of Houston, you know, some players are probably, oh, that's mad weak, blah, blah, blah. I'm not voting for him. So I don't know. I think the percentage should be fine. If anything, they need to be a little more uh, strategic as to who's on the ballot. Because, like, seeing Caruso and Clay Thompson and, like you said, the famous Zaza Pachulia votes, like, being that high is, like, what's the point? It's, it's just – that's just wasted votes at that point. But, yeah, that's how I see it. I think it's foul that these players are taking votes from other people <laughs> because it's just, like, you, you know they're not getting in. Yeah. So why are you voting for them? Like, <laughs> if, if a dude's hooping – it's cool to give him his, his, his roses, but Alex Caruso, what has he done? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a goat. It's <laughs> <is> egregious. It's <laughs> wow. about your position. Yeah, because it's just like, I, I just feel like they, they sway. Like, you have so much control. And I think more so, like, I, I agree with your your sentiment about it being apples and oranges about being a starter but I think that actually is a perfect segue into our next point about the the snubs for reserves because they not only have power for the starters but they have power over who is getting in the game in general and the thing is we do remember oh yeah a couple years ago he was an all-star a couple years ago he wasn't an all-star mm-hmm 
because you know when you're playing with reserves and whatnot, then it's like because you know you you already know as you said, like Steph Curry, if he's if he's healthy, he's getting in. Uh, Giannis, he's getting in. Uh, LeBron, that's a definite. That's not even a question. Mm-hmm. KD, same thing. But with certain guys like um, the guys that we get, we're going to get into, um, like some of the guys this year, for example, the guys who were really, really heavily debated upon, like Devin Booker, was a huge argument. Uh, shout out to him; he gave me a, he gave me uh, a lot of likes and retweets this week on one of my posts. <laughs> um, uh, when you talk about Demona Sabonis. And crew, so yeah, when yeah, it's it just you hold so much power, and if these guys are going to be all stars or not, actually, we um before we segue into the reserves, I do want to note, you know, Harden got Player of the Month in the East, so your feeling of egregious voting <laughs> definitely does hold weight because that man's been hooping in Houston or not? Excuse me, not Houston. Brooklyn was looking a little nutty for a while, lose to the teams like the Cavs and whatnot. But, you know, since Harden's gotten comfortable and been nominated the, the point guard of the team, they've definitely elevated their game, as is he. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I know I'm right. <laughs> the NBA should know I'm right. But, you know, uh, so speaking of – apples and oranges and in or out who do you think was the biggest snub for reserves hmm i mean the biggest snub i don't know if this is the biggest snub but obviously this is at least someone that i wanted to see in the game and i was the name that came to my mind is bam out of bio and he's averaging 19 and a half points 9.7 boards and i believe his assist per game is about five or if not a little over and I feel like if he had to be over somebody who got selected, I'd say Ben Simmons. Because I have a feeling Ben Simmons was like the wild card pick because his inclusion is a little like, eh. I feel like he's included because his team's his team is doing well. So like, all right, let's just throw another sixer in there. And they chose Ben Simmons because he's the second best. But, yeah, if I had to pick somebody but him. But, you know, Bam's just, just as you know, great defender, all-around player, can guard. You know, he switches, can guard big men and guards. He just um his mid range has improved as well. He's definitely he's hitting forty percent on pull ups and forty five percent on catch and shoot mid range jumpers now. And his free throw percentage has increased dramatically. He's now hitting eighty five percent of his free throws, which is like a major jump from last year. I believe last year he's only hitting about sixty seven percent. And he made the All Star game last year. He's having a much better season this year. So you know it's always interesting when a player improves and doesn't get you know the honors that they've gotten the year before. So, I don't know. I feel like Bam was definitely an interesting exclusion. But, yeah, how about you, Jameer? Who do you think was a big snub? Uh, that's pretty easy for me. And I'm going to write it right away. I'm going to agree with you and say that Ben Simmons would be the my target uh, because, yes, I'm a Sixers fan and I love Ben Simmons. But my issue with Ben Simmons is uh, he was very – he was very, like, lackluster to say the least at the beginning of the year, on the offensive end anyway. But I think the fact that he's playing such excellent defense is helping him, and all he's also being buffered by the fact that he's on the best team in the East right now. But uh, you've had, when you think about it, 
You've had significant improvement from Joel Embiid. You've had improvement from Tobias Harris. You have a much more balanced roster with shooters. And I think the entire situation benefits him in a way. Uh, in, uh, in Atlanta, however, Mr. Trey Young averages 26 points a game. He's shooting 43% from the field, 37.8% from the three-point line, which is very respectable. And he's 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 playing really well. I think he hasn't gotten the notoriety or recognition just because of the fact that they're like lower in, in the Eastern Conference. Like they're a couple games below the plan, or like they're like two games back from being in a playing situation right now, which isn't bad considering you've had multiple injuries like Bogdan hasn't played much this year. They were really counting on him to step up in the scoring department. Uh, Gallo hasn't played that much. Rondo hasn't played as much as you would want him to. So they've had guys in and out of the lineup. And when you talk about Ben Simmons, it's been a stable situation all year pretty much. Injuries haven't really hurt this team. You've had Joel Embiid, who's probably had the best season of any player in the league. Tobias, as I said, has improved greatly. And some people even thought he could possibly have an outside shot at an all-star game. And uh, you you have all that around you. And when you talk about, like, comparing the numbers straight up, if I'm not mistaken, he was also an all-star last year. And he's playing, he's playing just as well, if not better, also. Uh, he's averaging 26, as I said, and he also averages 9.4 assists and 4.2 rebounds for somebody who's super small. And when you talk about the turnovers, um, like comparing the turnovers, Trey Young averages one more whole turnover in comparison to Ben Simmons, but the difference between Ben Simmons and Trey Young is Trey Young runs the ball a lot more than Ben Simmons has to because, you know, he's either finding shooters or Joel Embiid has the ball a lot one-on-one in different situations. And the ball also touches Tobias Harris's hand. So I just feel like he has a lot more going around him than Trey Young. But like, although they're not in the playoff picture, they're extremely close for the injuries that they've had to some key pieces. And also, as I said earlier with stability, they just lost the head coach. The coach just got fired. You know, Lloyd Pierce, um, 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 what's his name, Pierce? Yeah, Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce, yep, Lloyd Pierce, yeah. So he's fired. You're probably going to roll with Nate McMillan for the rest of the season. No. The thing is, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for Nate. Yeah. Shout out to Nate. I think I think that he's going to – I think he's going to do a great job. Speaking of Nate, shout out to Nate McMillan. It's good to see one black head. It's not it's sad to see a black head coach have to depart, but it's it's great to see another black head coach take his place, which I'm I'm happy about that. But just he hasn't, you know, Trey Young hasn't had the stability, so mm-hmm. I think that he was robbed. Word. No, yeah, DeAndre Hunter on the Hawks. He was having a great season up until he got hurt. So that's another another big player that they can use to help them out. Exactly. Averaging 17 a game, shooting 36% from deep. So he's, he's playing, he was playing well too. 
Um, and then uh, when we talk about when we talk about like snubs and stuff of that nature, and like who should have been in the game, some would even question should the game even be going on because there's a lot there's a more you know big thing than just playing a game going on in the world right now. Got the Rona out here. We yeah. talk most our game. COVID is alive and well, and that brings us to our next question mark, I would say. Um, and should the game even be happening? So I think the game should not be happening. Because for one, you know, we got COVID out here. We recently got over 500K deaths from COVID in this country. Like, I don't see the point in, you know, doing something that could further exacerbate the situation, at least in Atlanta. Because, you know, the All-Star is going to be out there. And, yeah, they're saying the players aren't going to be going out partying and whatnot. And they probably won't. But nonetheless, you're bringing a big-time event to a city. And that's just going to, you know, attract, make people feel like they want to do something to celebrate the moment. So as for the game shouldn't be happening, just for the fact that COVID's, COVID's in the air. And just in terms of, like, you know, the players feel like they earned the feel like they earned it and like, you know, the badge of honor and playing the game. I feel like most players understand that the, it's okay to not have the game. And at the end of the day, they're, they're still going to have that all-star on their resume. And there's especially a lot of players who like some of the reserves, like, I'm sorry, Sabonis is probably not going to play more than eight minutes in that game. <laughs> like he's about to drop, travel all the way to Atlanta to play eight minutes and probably score two points. And it's just like, is that worth it? No, it's not. Because he's still going to have the all-star moniker and that's what matters. So, you know, I just feel like the game is just, you know, they're trying to make money and they're talking about they're going to donate money to HBCUs and all that. But if you really want to donate the money, you could just give them the damn money. You don't need a whole game to do that. Like y'all got the money to just donate this money. So it's all just a front. I respect the, the fact they're going to give the money to HBCUs, which is great, as they should. But again, they don't have to play the game to do that. They could easily just write the check and go about their business and be COVID safe. But that's my two cents on the matter. How about you, Jameer? Man, the NBA can just donate that money. HBCUs are extremely important, and I think that they should just go ahead and give it to them right away. They don't need extra funds and resources to do so. They have all the resources in the world. But aside from that note, should they be doing it? I think we need to go into how the season has already gone with COVID protocols and things of that nature. And it's been very weird to say the least. Like the one thing that I think will play back in my mind for the next few months at the very least is KD going into a game for a few minutes and then coming out and then going back in and, then saying, then they're saying he couldn't play for the rest of the game when he's already been out on the floor with all these people with no mask on. And it's just like, uh, I would probably have to say no on this one. Although I think there are ways and measures that they could take to make it a safe thing. Like I think if they did maybe like a quarantine for a week before and then a quarantine for a week after, but that would probably be the only way I think they could do something like that. Uh, 
especially considering the fact that there might be celebrities in attendance. Who knows? Um, they're probably they're probably going to have some Grammy winning, some Grammy award winning singer and some rappers and stuff there and all that kind of stuff. And uh, like, I'm kind of in between on it only because, as you said, All Star Weekend isn't just for uh, the players; it's for the fans because. We both love the dunk contest, especially if it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the three-point shootout. Yeah, that's my personal favorite. Yeah, the the skills competition is interesting, and then to round it out all with the with the All Star game and the the I guess the now the USA versus World game. Uh, there's just so much that goes into All Star Weekend, and All Star Weekend has been such a big commodity for years. So uh, just having that, I guess, uh, brings some sort, some some form of normality, I would say, to this crazy situation that we're in, and it also brings something that's a fan favorite. So I'm kind of stuck on that because I'm not necessarily mad that they're having it, but at the same time, I can understand people who say it shouldn't happen. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I don't know. Just, yeah, the game's cool and all. I definitely enjoy watching it, and especially if they're doing the same rules as last year, which I believe they are with the the out of the point totals. And then the last, the, you need to score like 24 points. The team with the highest scores needs to get like 24 more than that, and that's how you win. But, you know, the game is like, it's just one game. And it doesn't, it's just a, they're doing a lot of work to get one game going and then have, finding a, a charitable cause to justify it and all this it's just like it's just a lot you know i get players get bonuses and all that from the game too so there is benefit in that sense but yeah i don't know i think it's just they're doing the most for this one game then you got like these randoms in the dunk contest <laughs> like because they're just so like like you know shout out for any simmons and uh they was i don't even know who else is in at this point oh, uh uh ob Toppin and uh Oh, God. Obi like, Toppin, <laughs> he needs to take this Sunday and work on his game <laughs> instead of going to the dunk contest. That man has been struggling in New York. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> at least the three-point shootouts about to be fire. But they literally, yeah. like, the three-point shootouts, they just, they just took the players already in the All-Star game and just chugged, chugged them, or um, shoved them, excuse me, in the three-point shootout, which works out well because it's entertaining. But, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Yeah, like they just throw anybody into these events just to make the events happen. And it's yeah. like really that's a that's a fact. Apologies, it's Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin, and a Nerfree Simmons. I heard Cassius Stanley. I, I've heard of him. I know he got bounced, so that'll be interesting to see. Or Inferny Simmons. <laughs> yeah, like and then they you know this this gutted out dunk contest with three dudes. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's three dudes in a dunk contest. I, yeah. I, I I like the traditional format of having more people. Yeah. So you see, I just just watching all the extra measures just makes you just sit there and be like, why? Like, <laughs> it's not that. Is it that serious? And I just don't feel like it is at this point. Yeah, that three point shootout is definitely going to be fire. It is going to be fire. I love how Jalen Brown went from a non shooter. To a three-point shootout um, contender, that's dope. Yeah, I love how Zach Levine has gone from the dunk contest 
a two-time dunk contest champion to somebody who's now going to be in the three-point shootout. And if he wins that, that would be fire. Curry, I don't feel, I feel like that's never happened before. Like anyone like competing in both, let alone winning both. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, Damian Lillard did it a couple years ago, but I don't think he won both though. Word. Okay. Yeah, because in fact, yeah, he he did both on the same night, from what I can remember. Okay. I had to find out which year that was, but he he did it. He 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 competed valiantly in both, from what I can remember. Yeah. I don't think he. In fact, I don't think he won either. Yeah. If Levine wins that three-point shootout, that definitely that's definitely good shit. Yeah, and that 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 solidifies him as an all-around player and somebody whose whose talent is top tier. Which he's he's already proven. He's had an excellent season. Yeah. Shout out to him. No worries. Yeah, I feel like you know we'll discuss this COVID stuff more in our next episode. However, I think now would be a good time to do the All Star draft. And oddly enough, at the time of recording, the actual All Star draft is happening. So we'll see how our picks measure up to the picks of the actual voters. But yeah, um, I think you know Jameer is going to go first. Get a little Twitter poll. Just had to go vote randomly, and Jameer won. I guess I'm not as cool as him. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not offended. So yeah, Jameer will vote first, and uh, he, be, you know, so LeBron, little LeBron picks, and I'll be doing the Kevin Durant picks. All right, so Jameer, you're going first. So who you got? All right. With my first pick from All Star starters. I will select my favorite player, the player that I believe is the third best player in the NBA, and the reigning all-star game MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. I respect it. Mm, Right now, you know what? Just for old time's sake, if I was – I mean, Durant would be playing, but in the world where he would – I'm going to go with Curry, who I think is the third best player in the league. And he gets buckets. So, yeah, your turn. Fascinating. All right. For my next pick, I'm going to go with one of the fan favorites. I'm going to go with someone who right now is having an MVP season. Give me Joel Embiid. Uh, You're a fucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's what I'm, I'm ready for it. It's okay. It's my dude. I love Joel Embiid. All right. Well, if you're going to Embiid, I want to go with the other center. I'm going to go with Jokic, the do-it-all big man. That's a dope pick. He's 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 uh he's being very slept on. By the way, I think mm-hmm. that he is also very quietly having an MVP season. They'd be talking about it, but his teammates have been uh, a bit subpar. They miss Jeremy Grant way too much. They definitely do. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Where are you at, bro? I'm going to go with the guy who was heavily debated, Mr. Luka Doncic. All right. And then I guess I'll go with Mr. Halfback Dive, Giannis Antetokounmpo for my next pick. Oh Lord, not halfback dive. Not him. <laughs> James Harden doesn't pass. <laughs> All righty. Um, 
So, hmm, I got to think about it. I have LeBron, Kawhi, Luka, and Joel so far. So I have two playmakers. Uh, I have a big, got some wing defenders. This is a dope squad so far, and I really like my team. But I'm going to go ahead and take a showstopper, somebody who I don't think should be starting, but I'm going to take him anyway. I'm going to roll with Kyrie Irving. Okay. So that's five for you. And since, so I guess I just end up with Beal and Tatum then since, uh, Katie's not playing. I just get the last two remaining starters. Right. So you would get Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum. And how about this? To make it more interesting, since you were able, since I was able to pick the the starters first, how about you you go ahead and you get your your you get the first crack at the reserves? Well, you're gonna be you're gonna play generous LeBron? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna play generous LeBron. We doing that. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to go with Harden because I feel like, like you said, he actually should be starting. So I'm just going to get Harden and then round out the bench with the next best player. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. I mean, James Harden should be starting, but, you know, I, I guess people just had a clear oversight. <laughs> so, okay. For me, with this next pick, I will select Damian Lillard because a lot of people think that he should be starting. I like the pick. However, I think you you have made a slight oversight here. I'm going with Davis. Then you're going to take Lillard. You know, eighty gets busy on both both ends of the court. That is very true. He scored the game-winning bucket last year. Mm-hmm. That was like his first like shot. That was his first legendary moment. Hopefully, he has more because that definitely was like. Then we think about Anthony Davis when we're like fifty years old. We're like, remember that time he hit that shot against the Nuggets? So yeah, <laughs> just the way he hit that. Yeah, that was yeah. He definitely yeah. He's he's got some he's got some work to do. All right, now it gets a bit tougher. But I'm going to roll with somebody who a lot of people gave a lot of help to. And I'm going to roll with my guy, Paul George. And a surprising move. No, he's having a great season, Loki. He just, he was slandering him so much, we just kind of stopped checking for him. But he's hooping. Right. Okay. Ooh. Does get kind of hard now. You know what? I'm gonna be a complete homer. Although I do feel like he's the best, not the best, maybe not the best available, but yeah, I feel like he's the best available right now. I'm going with Jalen Brown. Like Donovan Mitchell's nice, but Jalen Brown just be getting busy. He do his thing. How did I know you were gonna take both Celtics? Hmm. <laughs> the Tatum one was was not by choice in my defense. That's that's fair. <laughs> but my next pick is going to be a guy who actually played pretty well in the All-Star game last year but got 
smoked last night. I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, Lord. He got absolutely torched by Joel Embiid last night. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, that's just Embiid's doing that to everybody nowadays. So. Yeah, that is crazy. But on to you. Ooh, definitely getting difficult now. I'm going to go with. I want to go with my guy, Zion, because Zion definitely this is his first All-Star game. I knew you were going to do that. I I, I, I knew you were going to do that. And it's funny because I, I was looking at him, too. I'm sad. Because <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do that. I had a feeling that you were going to do that. I had to, right? You know, he's, he's, he's next up. Yeah, he's on his way. And speaking of players that are on their way, this was kind of tough for me, but I am going to roll with Julius Randle as my next pick. That was going to be my backup. I was thinking this would be him and Zion for me. That guy has been balling. He has been balling. I love Julius Randle. I wish he was on the Celtics for so bad. Like, when everyone was sleeping on him, I wanted Boston to get him so bad. But, you know, it's okay. It would be perfect right now if they had Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. They would sleep too, obviously. All right. If you get Randall, I think I'm going to go with Chris Paul, who you feel like might have taken Devin Booker's spot <laughs> on your your slight Twitter rant where you're getting attacked by all these these uh Suns fans. But <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris Paul. I feel like he definitely deserves it. Oh, Chris Paul is dope. I I, I don't even I don't even like doubt his skills like he's he's dope and he played he played a lot and played well in the all-star game last year mm. he's tough gritty i like him uh my next pick is going to be let's see and i'll i'm gonna be a little bit of a homer here too and although i don't think he should be here i think he provides a lot on the defensive end so i'm gonna roll ben simmons okay I respect it. I mean, when he started the year, he was, he was like mid, but ever since about probably like mid-January, you know, up until like now, he's been pretty good. He's picked it up, yeah. He's picked Absolutely. it up. I feel like that's how he got in because he definitely picked up his game. Right. If you're going with Simmons, I guess hmm, – I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. He's having a tough season. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is – I think, like, his his stat line isn't, like, super awesome or anything like that, but he's yeah. he's playing very, very, very well. I feel like he – I feel like when his stat like this – I feel like it's good that his stat line's not too crazy because that means he actually has help. Right. He's not, he's not the most – he can shoot. He's not, like, a shooter, you know what I mean? So, like, force him into these tough shots and stuff the, due to lack of help is, like, why they struggled – to right. make out the first round. They got Mike Conley, who was at first looking, you know, looking like some mid, but this season he's definitely playing well. So I think, you know, it's a, a good sign that Donovan Mitchell's not averaging like 29 points a game. Right. And speaking of somebody who's averaging a whole lot, who's versatile, and who needs a little more help, I'm going to say Zach Levine is going to be my next pick. I respect Levine's having a nice year. 
Absolutely. And there were three. All right. You know what? I know who I should pick, but it's an all-star game. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with Lucevic because I like Lucevic, and he gets buckets. Mm. He's so I'm like, I'm going to put him on my team. Hmm. That's fascinating. I was thinking about him too. But I do not mind because I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Demonis Sabonis as my final pick, which would also give you Devin Booker. Yep. So that's pretty dope. And we're locked in. So for my team, I have LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Joel Embiid as my starters. And for my bench, I've got Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Demonis Sabonis, Julius Randle, and Zach Levine. I love my I love my squad. And what's your team, Zach? You got Curry, Giannis, Jokic, Beal, and Tatum for starters. Uh, you know, poor Durant out here getting injured and whatnot. It is what it is. And then after my bench, I got Harden, Davis, Jalen Brown, Zion, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Lucevic, and Booker. Zach, six, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, I think my squad would take it. You think so? I think so. I'm glad you believe in your picks. No, that was fun, though. That was, that was enjoyable. That was very enjoyable. All right. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach, hosted by Jamir. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. We appreciate y'all. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast, on Twitter at Game Time underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. And to listen to future episodes, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. We can't wait to talk more basketball on game time.